thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. like ice cream either i'm talking the frosting on the cake yeah i am mm-hmm. i'm i am i'm the frosting on the cake yeah no i'm just kidding <laughs> but hey you know what we're gonna do tonight we're gonna talk to laquita scape about kindness and i don't know if you guys have noticed there seems to be a dearth of that these days yeah there does mm-hmm. but tonight's episode you're gonna learn a whole bunch of fun stuff because when you talk to uh, Laquita, aka Q, which will be her name from here on out, um, you're just you're gonna hear about her background. It's so prestigious, and honestly, I can't believe she's here on my little show, Bible News Radio. Yeah, it's true. So hey, do me a favor, okay? Go ahead and please share this out to wherever you're watching, okay? Because honestly, seriously, that's the nice thing to do, don't you think? All right, so let me tell you a little bit about Q, okay? She wrote this. I'm going to tell you what she wrote. She is from the cotton and soybean fields of the Delta of Helena, Arkansas. Yeah, she is. And her father was Elvis Presley's first record promoter, and her mom made sure everyone was ready for Sunday school every week. Yeah, her mom. Great lady. I've heard about her. You're going to hear a little bit about her. She was raised Baptist, got saved in the Baptist church. All of her children were baptized there. And in 1967, she made the walk down the aisle to that famous old hymn, Just As I Am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here's the thing. She actually says her real salvation came in 1976 when she was filled with the Holy Spirit. And by this time, her family had moved to Nashville, Tennessee, Hugh graduated from Belmont University, majored in childhood education. Then she got married, had babies, and also started doing stuff like home living, arts and crafts, and science, and, and had a lot of science tables in her house. You know, sounds like a typical homeschooling mom before it was popular. But she truly believes her major was just a preparation for her third child, a boy who was born with special needs. Told to put him in an institution for a better quality of life for her family. She absolutely said, no, that is not what we're going to do. Her doctor said he will never walk or talk. How many of you believe what doctors say these days? Yeah, me neither. Anyway, she found a place to do therapy for him, but they refused him care after a few months. So she taught him herself. And after much prayer today, he does walk and talk and is one of the greatest joys a mom can have. Aw, I know. I can't wait to hear the story, Q. I have not heard this story. Uh, also, Q was a QVC model. Uh-huh. Yeah, she was. You'll see this in a second once you see her. And uh, she, she wrote, produced, and hosted 
the show. She also studied at the University of Madrid, Spain, the Protocol School of Washington, where she is certified in business and international protocol. This is why I'm not worthy, people. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any of this background. It's so funny. And being in the healthcare business for the last 14 years, her passion is educating men and women in bioidentical hormone therapy. And, uh, and with all that said, when... I came to her about being on the show, and she, she came to me about being on the show. The topic she threw out was kindness. So because of that, obviously, given this background, you know that she, she knows a little bit about kindness, right? So, so hey, you know what? Without further ado, people, here is Q. Mm -hmm. There you are. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Stacy, for having me on. This is a pleasure. Yeah, well, I'm glad. I, I've not done this before. Well, there's first time for everything, right? First time to ride a horse. <laughs> yes, first time to fall off a horse. <laughs> um, before we get started, if you don't mind, I want to say a, a little quick prayer. Okay. So if y'all will pray with me. Lord, may the words of my heart, or the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight. And I pray that this would be a blessing to all that are listening. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Probably so probably I have had quite a background. I've had a lot of life experiences, mainly because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> so the older you get, the more life experiences you have. But when Stacy asked me to be um, a guest on her show, I was quite flattered, really was flattered. And I thought, oh, geez, how long is it? She said, it's an hour. I went, oh my gracious, what do you talk on for an hour? But the Lord kept saying, talk on kindness, talk on kindness. That is a word that people need to, to do to have an action with that. But it's also a word that people need to start putting in their vocabulary, putting it in their brain, and then putting it in their heart. Because the media wants to report so many things every night. And if you're like me, sometimes I just can't watch it anymore. It's too much violence, all the rioting, all the protesting, all of the businesses that are being burned down. Um, I'm thinking, you know, where there's no kindness. We're not showing kindness. All we're showing is violence. Last Wednesday night, there was a gentle, not a gentleman. There was a newscaster that caught this. It was a, a man walking down the streets of New York. He had been arrested many, many times. We still don't know why he was let out of jail. And there was a 92-year-old lady walking with her walker. She's a native New York person, just loves New York, not afraid of anything. And she's walking down her little walker. And this gentleman just walked by and went, whoop, and just pushed her. And she fell over on her hip and hit the concrete. Now, they did eventually catch this guy. He just kept walking like mm, he was batting a fly. <clears throat> they did catch him. I hope they keep him in jail forever. But I'm thinking about all the violence, all the destructive acts that we're seeing every day. And where, you know, where is the kindness? We think we see all the drive-by shootings. You know, there's a mother out there that's hurting. It was her child. It was her husband. It was her son. It was her dad. All of these things. And if I know it hurts your heart. It hurts my heart when we see all of these things for no reason. People just want to go out and kill, which reminds us of the verse, you know, the enemy wants to seek and kill and destroy. And that's what we're seeing so rapid, rampant right now. There's a lack of respect for our police officers. There's a lack of respect for our, our, our general government. Um, and if there's someone in the government that you don't like, then pray for them. 
just pray for them because we're commanded to pray for them, but we don't have to go around being mean and speak, you know, not nice to about them to other people and then just get something else stirred up. So that makes me start thinking, where have we failed as a society? Mm-hmm. Have we failed in the church? Mm, yes. Yep. Have we failed at home? Yes. Have we failed in our schools? Yes. Okay. So who is it up to, to start changing that? Is it up to your neighbor? Hmm. Is it up to your Sunday school teacher? Hmm. Your best friend? It's up to us. It's got to start. It's got to start. You know, that one little teeny tiny flame that burned down Battlenburg a couple of years ago, that one little flame, but turn that one little flame into something very, very positive and make that flame grow and grow and grow. So my challenge to you tonight is you be that one little tiny flame and let's start a kindness movement, so to speak, that every day you can think about what can I do to be kind, 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 what can I do? So the most beautiful act of kindness that God gave us was John three sixteen, For God so loved the world, he gave us his son that whoever believes in him shall have eternal life. That was a pretty good, that's a pretty big uh, act of kindness that God showed on those that he loves and he loves everyone. And it's, of course, our decision to love him. So Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And I struggle with forgiveness. I'm just going to flat out tell you, when someone's mean to me over and over again, it's hard for me to forgive them. But I have to, with clenched teeth, say, Lord, I forgive them. I don't want to, but I'm going to because you've commanded me to. And I have to go in and clean up that heart. So the heart's going to be really cleaned out to receive blessings. And my heart's not going to be full of stuff that I can't receive the blessings because I'm not totally forgiving them. First uh, Corinthians thirteen four. love is patient and kind. It does not envy. It doesn't boast and it's not arrogant. So you can say, well, I am kind. You know, I don't yell too much at my wife. I don't kick the dog. I don't yell at the kids when they're running through the, the garden. Um, I let people in front of me when we're pulling out, you know, when we're in the, on the street, someone needs to cut through or cut, whatever. I let them do that. And these are all, they're really, they're nice little kind things. But I, I just want to ask you, what are some of your thoughts on kindness? Audience participation time. <laughs> okay, people, Q is teaching us. So, you know, this. <laughs> no, I'm just, you know, just think about Bueller, Bueller, anyone, anyone. Remember Ferris Bueller's Day Off? I remember that movie. I remember the movie, but I don't remember that movie. Bueller, I don't remember. I'm not Bueller. really a movie. <laughs> it's when the teacher was in the classroom right. and he's asking the question. Okay, we have oh, a question. Well, no, I, had, I'm, I have a question for you. Okay. <laughs> Generally, I interview people on the show when they come on. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Okay, so actually, I was thinking today about this because, because um, I knew you were going to bring this up. So I wanted to ask you a couple of things. I mean, first of okay. all, we read your prestigious background, right? So, yeah. your, your very cultured background. Um, I want to know 
who is the kindest person that you met or who is in your life outside of family um no it could be your family or outside family i don't doesn't matter god God has blessed me with so many kind people throughout my life that's a tough one Mm. the one that it's probably one of the most well the dearest I guess because I dream about her so much was my grandmother who we called my big mama and <laughs> she was a little bitty but we called her big mama and she was um her house was my safe house and it didn't matter what I wanted to do she said absolutely you can but she was kind and compassionate and soft-spoken very creative and I knew I was unconditionally loved there always Aw. Mm-hmm. Oh, your grandma. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just in a meeting literally a few hours ago with some women I didn't know from a Christian business networking group I was in. We were having a tea. Well, I wasn't. I was having water, but everybody else had tea. <laughs> and the woman asked, uh, you know, to share a happy memory about, about your grandma. So I think mm-hmm. that's kind of cool that you did that. Yeah, because they're, they're important. Yeah. If, well, if you're fortunate enough to have your grandmother alive, that's that's awesome. If you are a grandmother, it's almost like you're, you are ordained by God to teach your grandchildren and teach them. Yeah. All things good. Teach them to be kind. So what were some of the things that your grandma did that, that were kind that by today's standards, people wouldn't think that that's kind. Um, She, I would, we were doing a math problem one night and the math problem had to do with measuring out sugar to make candy and how many lollipops can you make from this recipe it was the total right out of the math book and the more i looked at it i said you know why don't we make lollipops and she said okay i'll never forget that she stopped everything she was doing and we made lollipops out of my math problem recipe but she would also um sew for me all the time and when we moved out of arkansas to nashville and we would go back to her house. She would always have dresses or shorts or just things. She taught sewing at the Singer sewing machine store. So she would always have clothes made for us. And she just, every Saturday afternoon, we'd sit and watch the old Johnny Wisemiller Tarzan movies. And we would eat Coke floats, vanilla ice cream with Coke. Mm. Um, her cakes, her pies. It was just, it was heaven. It was just heaven going there. Hmm. Sounds so good. Well, you know, I wasn't raised with a grandma, but I have, yeah, that's all right. I I mean, I don't really know what I missed because I didn't have it. But what I can tell you is I have a neighbor up the street who's 86, Mm -hmm. who's just, who's just started teaching me how to sew. And and I love it. It's in fact, she came over today to wait. Well, well, let's just say that our first attempt at at pants didn't quite go right because <laughs> we, we forgot <laughs> I have hips. We we ha- I have hips. We forgot to measure that part. <laughs> so so she instead of having me do it, she went home and and finished it. And she, <laughs> uh, so that's that's. But you know what? I have to tell you something. Okay, so cooking and sewing are like things of. I think of things of the past, mm-hmm. like way back in the quote olden days, because, you know, even in my generation, which is just slightly 
beyond yours. You're not that much older than me. You know, I think that that stuff isn't really taught, you know, because we went into this technology age. It's true. You know, do you think technology has made us less kind? It does, because technology takes out the personal one-on-one relationship, communication, the talking, the interaction with with a person. Um, You don't see this much anymore. You're in the grocery store line. There's someone in front of you or someone behind you, but everyone just sits there like this. Mm-hmm. Or, or they're doing this on their phone. Right. There's no interaction. And before we had the technology, we would stand in line and go, oh, what are you having for dinner? Or what are you going to make with those peaches tonight? Or um, uh, how's your family? Y- you would talk with people. We don't talk to people anymore. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I remember a couple of years ago, it was probably close to a decade ago, God laid on my heart at Christmas time to do a, a craft, which, you know, it, it was only God because seriously, me and crafts, just like me and sewing, right? <laughs> it's like I hit 50 and all of a sudden, like there's a switch in there that makes me like want to do all these things, right? Well, anyway, about 10 years ago, God gave me this idea to do a, a Jesus coming Merry Christmas campaign. That's what I called it. And what it was, was I went to Michael's craft store and I bought a whole bunch of glass stones of different colors and I was going to make them represent the typical stuff. Red is the blood of Jesus, green is eternal life, you know, stuff like that. But I needed a whole bunch of candy canes. And so when I was in Michael's, I I got all this stuff and and when I got up to the cashier's, you know, to, to check out. It was packed because it was Christmas time, but all the candy canes were at the end of the cashier's thing. And so I had to cut in front and leave my cart in the back. And, and I said, look, excuse me, I just need to get some candy canes. And so, you know, the boxes come with 10 or 12 in them. And they're like, what, you want one or two boxes? I said, no, I like want 20 boxes of candy canes. And they're like, well, what are you doing? And I said, well, and this is in California. Okay. Remember it's California. And I said, you know what, I would love uh, to tell you, you might think it's crazy, but God put on my heart to do a Jesus is Coming Merry Christmas campaign, kind of a play on words like Jesus is coming again, like Jesus is coming for the first time. And so I said, I'm buying all these candy canes because I'm going to go hand them out somewhere where I have no clue because I'm, you know, I've only heard this part so far. (laughs) Well, the lady who is standing next to me, in the line to my left, she turned to me and she said, can I contribute to this campaign? I know, right? And I, I was kind of shocked. And I I said, sure, what do you mean? She goes, well, here, and she opens up her wallet and gives me a $20 bill to put towards buying that stuff. And so I was like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever. And I thanked her and everything. And and I, I went home and I emailed my friend Steve, who actually at the time was dying of cancer and he was a, ma- he was a major prayer warrior. And I, I emailed Steve and I said, Steve, you're never going to guess what happened. This is what happened. And I shared the story with him. He, he's like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. He said, can I donate to your campaign too? And that one act of kindness actually led to a whole bunch of people finding out about it and donating to the campaign. Well, see, that's how it starts. Yeah. So then Randall and I, Randall's like, well, what do you want to do now? I go, I don't know. Why don't we go up to Walmart? So we gathered some kids from the church 
And we went up to Walmart with whatever, however many of these things we made. And we're standing, I'm standing kind of in the back watching the kids hand out stuff. They're teenagers. Um, and this one woman comes up to me kind of like, she goes, are you the one in charge of this? I mean, she was kind of like, kind of scared me a little bit. I'm like, yeah, actually, bring it on. You know, dare you bring it on, you know. I, I know what my rights are, you know, in my head. I'm, I'm going through this. <laughs> I know what my rights are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one. Yeah. And then she, I go, yeah, I'm the one. And she's like, I love this idea. Do you mind if I take this back and do it with my church? I said, yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> and it was so funny because, you know, all of the intention behind it was basically to share the gospel. But, but the, what the Lord taught me through it was if I, if I just listen to him, what he says to do, he opens that door and he, he fills that stuff. And if that one person hadn't donated to me that $20, you know, I wouldn't even have this cool story today. Cause that, that, that mm -hmm. happens so rarely that, you know, I mean, we hear people like, you know, they'll pay for something behind you or whatever, but I mean, I've done that, but I've never been the recipient of that. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so it really is true when you talk about being that flame, you know, it, it, you know, that old saying is that that, that flame, it doesn't, you don't lose anything from your light when you're, you're lighting somebody else. And, you know, that reminds me of um, another verse that says, and let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season, we will reap if we don't give up. Right. And this is where we could really start, you know, we could start whining and go, well, I've, I've been doing all this good stuff. Nothing ever good happens to me. And, but I always do this and nothing happens. And I'm, I never get blah, 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 but in due season and God's in charge of our due season, don't give up, keep, keep doing this over and over. Um, and have you ever gotten up in the morning and you just feel kind of down and you feel depressed and you really you can't get motivated and you're really thinking about me 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 uh, I don't feel good I don't know what I want to do today I'm depressed I'm tired blah 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 but if you can take for one second your thoughts off of yourself and think what can I do for someone today who might need something from me that I can give them I don't mean you have to go out and buy them anything what can I do to some person today? You know, Amy Grant, when she's not on the road and when she has a little bit of downtime, she'll go into her office and she'll say to her staff, who can I bless today? Because she gets so much fan mail and she's, I'm sure she gets lots of different stories, but she, she's such a sweet, such a sweet person. She, we had the honor of her singing at my mother's funeral. And it was real funny was my mother was, uh, getting close to death and I'm you know mother let's talk about your funeral let's make plans I want it to be like you want it to be and we kind of went over a lot of things and I said what music do you want at your funeral mom and she said well I want this song this song but I really want Amy Grant to sing and Amy's mother my mother were best friends so she had a little bit of a connection there but still Amy's so busy I didn't know if we could really get Amy or not but anyway she said I want Amy to sing and she said oh if her husband wants to come, I guess he can come too. 
said, Mama, you do know who her husband is. She goes, Vince. Oh, yes, honey, I know Vince. I've known Vince. But she loved Amy. And Amy came and sang the most beautiful song she had just written on angels. So Amy is one of the kindest, sweetest people that, that I've ever met in my life. She's a genuine, genuine kind person. So um, I, I'm trying to think how, really, how can we stir up today? How can we really get some things stirred up to start this little kindness mission? I mean, it's really been on my heart because we're seeing so much unkindness. And I'm thinking of some stories. Um, if you have the love of Christ in you, you're, you should be kind because God is love and God is kind. <laughs> you so should if be. you have Jesus in your heart, it's in you to be kind, but you're going to have to make the decision to act on being kind. <laughs> you're just not going to automatically have it. Um, when I was in, I lived in Pennsylvania and I got to work at, at QVC and I worked with girls that were like size two and four. <laughs> they were um, very young. I was probably in my late thirties and forties then. That's, that was old really for QVC malls. Um, they all had the perfect shape. They were just, but I was the real person. I was the person that women could identify with because I was older. I was rounder. <laughs> I didn't take myself too seriously, but they started letting me train models that were the new models that came in. They said, all right, well, we want you to train these girls, kind of show them how we work around here and how to act and how to blah, blah, blah. So I get in a room with all these new girls. And of course they were a little afraid and some of them had a little attitude. And so I'd look at each one and I'd go, okay, y'all are here because you've got a very unique look. You have a good personality. Um, they see something in you that they want you to sell for them on national TV. You're going to have a dressing room. It won't be a private dressing room, but you'll have a dressing room. But this is what I want to tell you today. And I want you to listen very, very carefully. When you get in your dressing room or when you walk across this campus, I want you to smile at every person you see. Whether you feel like it or not, I want you to give them a smile. When that lady or that gentleman comes into your dressing room to empty your trash, I want you to say thank you to them. When you see anyone moving cameras or cables or whatever they're doing and you have to step over them, say, thank you. you, you're making my job easier. I want you to be the one that is so sort of revered by everyone here because you're on the television, but I want you to be the one that's gonna be the gracious, kind-hearted person. And if you ever get an attitude that you're just, you know, the supermodel of the world, you will be fired, <laughs> period. And that's what I wanna, that's on my heart today to teach that that was just one little story that was always impressed on me to teach, mm -hmm. teach young girls in the workplace. And it's still on my heart today. Um, you know, when the first things, when our children are born, what do we tell them? What's the first things that we teach them? Say please. And thank you. Say please. Yeah. And thank you. Somewhere it gets lost somewhere. Uh, write a thank you note. That is huge on my list to write. Thank you notes. I got three beautiful cards this week and two are from from Stacy thank you uh, but when I opened Guilty. when it when I saw my name on an envelope and I ripped it open and I saw that card and the message inside I can't tell you what it did to my heart it blessed me one that someone actually wrote my name on a, on an envelope and mailed it to me someone did that and then they wrote a personal note 
and you never get too old to like little gifts. So that's one of the big things of kindness that, that I want to encourage you to do is to write notes to people. Don't even have to be a thank you. Just write, say, you were on my mind today. I hope you're doing well. Uh, I love going by your house um, every day because I love to see what you've done with your yard. Um, you know, I saw you at the grocery store and you were helping this lady in the door. That blessed me just watching you do that little simple, simple act of kindness. So, wait a minute, let me get back to my notes here. Um, this is the greatest interview ever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, um, well, yes. find you. Okay, what we're going to do, hey, just so you know, okay. we're going to take a break. Oh, we are? Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't have cue music or anything like QVC channel probably does, <laughs> but we have a commercial. We, well, it's not really a commercial. It's kind of a commercial. Yeah. That we want to play for, for Connie, but Randall, were you wanting to say something? No. You sure? Are we on YouTube by any chance? Cause as far as I know, I can't look right now. Okay. I, okay. Well, I haven't seen anything anyway. So everybody, Hey, if you just joined us, thank you for tuning in. This is, this show is awesome. Isn't it? <laughs> I love this. You know, one of my favorite things is to talk to people. I love talking to people. Uh, Q is one of those people. And I have to tell you, you know, you're probably wondering, how did I meet her? I'm going to tell you. I met her in a networking group uh, down in Cool Springs here in Tennessee. Uh, and here's the thing, you know, I sell Legal Shield. <laughs> and she was nice enough to buy it from me. Just saying. Uh, which, you know, I'm honored. You know what I mean? Anyway, uh, Randall's going like this, which means this is clapping in sign language. This means wrap it up, Stace. Okay, we're going to a break. So I want to I want to share with you Connie Summy. She's she's sponsoring our show this month. So let's hear what Connie has to say. Hello, everyone. I'm Connie Summy. I'm an independent consultant with Arbonne International. Just wanted to take a minute to share with you about our amazing products. We have vegan certified shakes. Our skincare is really clean. And so is our makeup. We also have non-toxic products for your babies. So check out my website, ConnieSemi.com, for more information and how to get a hold of me. Yeah, I am. I'm back. Did you miss me? Wasn't that great? By the way, you guys need to go to ConnieSemi.com. That's C-O-N-N-I-E-S-U-M-M-E-Y.com uh, for those of you who are listening to the podcast. And by the way, if you are a podcast listener, I mean, we're on like 25 different platforms or something like that. Do me a favor, shoot me an email, go to biblenewsradio.com, go over there fill out the form, shoot me an email. Let me know what platform you listen to the show on. Cause I know there are people out there that do, I know you do, cause I see some of the numbers. Uh, and I would love to hear like some of your feedback about what type of guests you like, you know, you know, that type of stuff. Good feedback, people. If you have critical feedback, pretend that you're talking to somebody who's really sensitive and you might hurt their feelings and just say it nicer, right? Be kinder. <laughs> the other thing is, um, if you'd like to donate to our show, we are, this is us, you know, feel free to donate. We'd like it if you donate over at biblenewsradio.com forward slash give. You can do that. Uh, if you want to become a pillar, of the community, that would be somebody who pills, you know, holds you up. Yeah, it is. Uh, you can do that. And here's the good news, people. Randall and I finally came up with our nonprofit name. We're not, I'm not going to tell you it yet, but hopefully in a few months after that's 
processed, you'll finally get a tax break doing that. And those of you who've been sponsoring us forever without getting that tax break, thank you for doing that. It means a lot to us. You have no idea how much that means to us because, uh, you know, with our government, tax breaks are really important, just so you know. All right. Okay. All right. So now here's the other thing. If you're in our chat room, we want you to say hi to Q and ask some questions because Q wants your feedback, people. And I see a whole bunch of you over on Periscope. I don't know um, if anybody's on YouTube. I haven't. Uh, I, maybe I can go over here and see. Uh, but anyway, so as I said at the beginning of the show, Q has this great background. Her dad actually was uh, the first promoter of Elvis Presley. You got to tell us this story. Yeah, no, you don't want to tell yeah, us. Okay. okay, come back here. There you are, you're back. So tell us about your dad and, and how'd that happen. So did you get to meet Elvis? Mm -mm, never met him. No? Mm -mm, really? I've never met him. But there is a cute little story. Okay. Dad started out in, of course, I'm from Helena, Arkansas. It is down in the Delta. It's hot as fire in the summer there. But it's uh, when, you get, when you get out of Tennessee and you go over the hills and you go down towards the Mississippi River, everything is so flat. But you see the cotton fields and the soybeans, and it, it's just home to me. The big cypress trees growing in the in the waters, it's it's beautiful. And then when you see the Mississippi River. But anyway, Daddy worked at KFFA in Helena, Arkansas, on radio. And then um, Sam, he met Sam Phillips, who owned Sun Records on Union Street in Memphis. And Sam said, come on up and start doing a little promotion work for me. He said, I've got this new kid. He shakes a lot, but I think he's going to be somebody. But I need somebody to take his records around. And it happened to be Elvis Presley. And Elvis was very young then. And dad was a little um, little flamboyant. And he was very witty and very handsome. Just, just a charming man. And he always wanted to act. And he came up very in a very hard, hard life. Um, his dad was killed when he was three years old. So his mom had to raise him and two other brothers, literally in the middle of a cotton field and um, by herself back in the 20s. It was a very hard time. So he, he was raised with nothing, but he got his college education and he could act a little bit. So he um, was seen by a talent scout at one of his plays and got to go to New York and do a little off-Broadway stuff. And, and then he won a trip to Hollywood. So this was all during the time when he's working with Sam Phillips. So he's trying to take Elvis out and booking a couple of places. And Elvis says, um, my dad's name was Cecil, Cecil Scape. He said, Cecil, I think I need a manager. And, you know, he may have had one record out. And dad said, now, Elvis, you're not big enough yet for a manager, but I think you could act. Why don't you go to Hollywood with me and let's do, get you doing some screen tests. And Elvis said, oh, you know, I could never act. So I wish they had both listened to the other. Uh -huh. <laughs> and it would have really been a great thing. But anyway, then Sam moved us um, to Nashville when I was still a little girl. And you talk about someone that was raised on Music Row. And I was. We never knew who was coming home for dinner. Charlie Rich would be there one day. Glenn Sutton, who was married to Lynn Anderson, he was fabulous songwriter he would come in I'd go down to daddy's office and there'd sit Johnny Cash um, Conway Twitty believe it or not used to babysit me and 
Minnie Pearl was my daughter's Sunday school teacher. Really? Canon <laughs> mm-hmm, then. Wow. And um, Billy Ray Cyrus, before he was big, he would hang out at our house and we would feed him tuna fish sandwiches and iced tea. And he would just kind of hang around. And my brother eventually um, produced Achy Breaky Heart. So that, that was kind of fun. I've had a very interesting life, but I've always been um, trying to be very, very grounded with stuff that you mentioned earlier, Stacey, about um, I, I love the home. I love the home being the center of everything where you do learn um, where you eat together, you have conversations together, you learn how to cook, you learn how to do, you know, s- special things, not only for your family, but for your community. And going back to the kindness thing, I remember mother would, she was always making homemade fudge or cakes or pies to take to a neighbor or take to the grocery man that would save her extra bacon when it went on sale or, you know, and you're raised with all these kindnesses that do keep you very centered and solid. And that's, I hope that's what I'm trying to convey to you tonight about kindness is such a simple, simple thing that you can do, but it can mean so much to so many people, no matter if you're a a big music star, if you're an actor. And I worked with a ton of actors when I was at QVC. I mean, a ton of them. They were all, so many were on there. And there were some that were so kind to us. And there were some that were just, they wouldn't give you the time of day. But we'd always try to be kind to them, you know, yeah. and just because once you're kind, it's going to snowball and spread out. It's true. You know, um, earlier you mentioned Amy, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I told you the story, didn't I, about how she um, did an interview with me? I, yeah. I, I told you the yeah. story about about how I prayed and mm-hmm. asked the Lord to be able to do an interview. But did I tell you about the second interview I did with her? No. Okay, us. so I will tell you this because I think you'll find this, it, it actually fits into what uh, what you just said earlier. So, <clears throat> and this is great because you didn't even know the story. So this is great. So so after, I, after she was on our show for the first time, we were her first podcast that she did, believe it or not. <laughs> Which cracks me up still. Uh, But here's the thing. So it was a couple years later. She wrote a book. You you remember when she wrote her book? Okay. Yeah. She wrote a book and she was on book tour. And so I requested another interview for that book because, you know, because, duh, hello, I'm interviewing people about their books. And, um, and her publicist, Velvet, who, who I'm sure you, you probably know who that is too, probably. Anyway, I called up and I said, you know, I'd like to get an interview with Amy on her book. And Velvet said, um, well, just so you know, she's really booked. So uh, I'm going to write a note. I'm going to put it on my desk and, you know, we'll we'll get back to you on that, basically. So I was okay with it. I mean, I was like, well, I already had her on my show one time, but, you know, whatever. About six months passed because this is actually what they told me. The publicist said, you know, during the summer, things let up a little bit, blah, blah. I was like, okay. About six months passed, and one day, one afternoon, I got a phone call from the publicist saying, Amy came in today. She wanted to know if there's anybody she could do something nice for. Exactly. That was exactly what they said. And we looked down on our desk where we had put your note about you wanting an interview. The note was still sitting there, and they... They took it and they handed it to Amy and they called me, of course, first to make sure Amy could call me. 
And um, anyway, and Amy did, and I ended up talking to her for an hour. And for uh, A-list guests like that, yeah. you get five, ten minutes usually with somebody like Amy. You don't get that. Yeah. That, no. that You don't get an hour. So I got, I actually spoke to her a half hour off, off air, and then we, we did the, inter- the interview. It was a half hour. So there that, you go. That's who she is. Yeah. That is who she is. And her husband's the sweetest thing, too. So kind. Yep. So I want to know, people, and, and Q wants to know, what's some nice stuff that's happened to you, okay? I see there's some stuff here in our chat here. Um, you know, Tommy and, and Jennifer. By the way, today is one of my BFF's birthdays. Today is Dr. Jennifer Fee's birthday. I won't tell you how old she is. 53. <laughs> anyway, um, but, uh, yeah, I harassed her about it earlier today. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jen glad you're here um anyway and uh um let's see here hopefully that made you laugh i'll hear about it later if it didn't (laughs) nah it did it made her laugh okay anyway uh and uh, so does anybody have any stories you guys want to share i know it's you know it takes a little bit of time to type some stuff in but q would really like to uh you know hear some stuff why don't why don't you you have any other stories randall do you have any stories I mean, I could talk a lot about all the cool stories that I have, but, you know, you guys probably, you know, may or may not like that. That's one of the problems with type delay, you know. Randall? So, you're talking about just instances of kindness that... Yeah, have you been paying attention to the show? Yeah, I'm, that's the kind of story you want. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Uh, first of all, it's interesting. Just a couple of days ago, I was watching this TED Talk about um, oxytocin. And as guy was saying, that when you do something nice to somebody, you know, boost your oxytocin, the recipient is. And then even if you watch somebody do a kind act, it raises your oxytocin level, et cetera. And, and so, yeah, it can really just build. Um, yeah, I've been the recipient of, of many kind things. If I were to say the kindest person uh my life it's really hard to tell i mean my mother was awfully kind to me you know um but um uh, i don't know um just in my adult life you know this is kind of weird uh but it was kind of that um i remember you and i stace had a joint birthday party and um I had my birthday. You had your graduation. That's what we were doing. Okay, I was gonna say and, my birthday's in October. Yours is yeah, in May. I so I'm, yeah, I graduated. Joint birthday graduation party. Anyway, and then one of the people attending, one of the cards I got, they they had in there a donation to buy Bibles uh, through the Gideons, and so to me that that was you know of all the gifts I've ever gotten in my life, I remember that one. Because that was one that people knew it was important to me, you know, getting the word out there. And mm-hmm. and that kind of card, not only was just birthday card, which is kind, but, you know, we know it's important to you. And so, anyway, I know that didn't sound or shattering, but yeah. I remember to all these, you know, to this day. Cause, um, so you remember who it was? Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, uh, it was Brian and D that did okay. that. Okay. I know who they are, people. Yeah. 
You probably don't, but I do. Cool. All right. So there you go. Now, her name is La... (laughs) Laquita. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody says they asked if your name was La Quinta. Mm-hmm. You probably get that a lot, I get right? that a lot, though. <laughs> and then I'll say, do you want to make a reservation? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is our this is our neocon atheist friend that watches us. Oh. He's cool. Very cool. He's a neocon atheist. <laughs> I love it. I've actually talked to him. We've, we've, we've done discussions and stuff. So I was trying to see over on uh, Facebook if there's any comments over there. I know Jeannie Stein from Georgia has weighed in. Uh, <laughs> hey, people with new peepers, thank you very much for, <laughs> for that. Uh, yeah. Um, speaking of nice people, though, Jeannie Stein from Georgia, one of the nicest things she ever did for me was um, at, was it Christmas? I think it was Christmas. Or maybe it was my birthday. I can't remember. She sent me, she knows I love birds and cardinals in particular. And she sent me this uh this little cardinal plastic thing that's like a, you, you hang it up and the sun gets on it and the wings flap as a result of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I always think about her when I do that. And pretty much everybody in our normal audience that I know who they are, whether they've donated to us or send us a card or stop by our house. Uh, one of my viewers came from Australia to visit us and spent the weekend with us. And she bought me this um, brown purse that says Australia on it so every time I you know I I use it I think about Beth because that's what she did all right let's see here I like it when someone reminds me years later of a kindness I did I don't remember it at all that's what the birthday girl says yeah Yeah. thanks yeah and you know that's true because you don't know Mm -hmm. you you know what you said about You never know. Well, that's the thing. You know, you know what you said about those people being, you know, telling, training those young women to be nice, (laughs) you know, to, to all the people. Cause I bet you, does, did it get, it can get in your head. Like you're so great, you know? Yeah, they do. They get these little attitudes. (laughs) They do. Um, I heard of a story of a lady that went to work. It was her first day of on the job. And a lady walked up to her and just gave her the lady that came up and smiled at her and said, good morning, did not realize it was this girl's first day of work. So anyway, several months went by and the two happened to meet again. And the lady that was on the receiving end of the smile looked at that lady and said, I have to tell you something. The day that we met the first time on the sidewalk, we didn't say a word, but you gave me the biggest smile and said, hello. She said, it was my first day of work and you were the only person that smiled at me all day long. She said, I will never forget that. I'll never forget that story because we don't know how it affects people. But I do want to give, if you go, well, of course I'm kind. I just want to give you some fresh ideas maybe that you can kind of put in your head and think about. Okay. I'm really all about being kind, people. Can can I can I share one other story really fast? Because it's your show. Because well, here's the thing. <laughs> what you just said though, maybe it reminded me of this of this story because you know how you do stuff and you don't know that people you you know yeah. that okay. So I was in Lion Food Lion, yeah, months ago, 
And I don't even remember. I have no idea what the event was or whatever. But the checkout guy or somebody, I think it was the checkout guy, who was helping me find something or whatever. I don't remember what it was, but I gave him a hug or something. I may know it was a woman. I wouldn't have do it to a man. It was, it was a woman. It's all coming back. It's in my middle age menopause brain. Yeah, it is. Anyway, so here's the thing. And anyway, and I remember they helped me out and I, I was like, gave him a hug. I'm like, that was the best thing ever. Thank you so much. You know, everything, you know, I'm a little full of enthusiasm, <laughs> completely forgot about it. And it was probably, probably a year later this guy was in the, uh, he was a cashier or woman. This woman was a cashier and I was checking out and I looked at her. I'm like, you look familiar, but I don't, I don't, you know, I don't remember you, you doing this. And she said, Oh, I remember you. I go, is that a good thing? <laughs> she said, yeah, you, you gave me a hug on a day that I really needed it. Oh. And I was like, I had no idea. So again, what you just said, that's just the testimony. Which leads me to another thing. Okay. <laughs> follow your follow your gut, your institution, because your institution, your intuition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a cueism. <laughs> uh, you have to follow your gut because sometimes you get these little nudges, and God saying, "Speak to them or do something for them," and you you have that choice right that second. God, I'm just too busy. I don't want to. I'm having a terrible day. Or you can totally change your whole attitude around and do what you feel led to do. Can I give my little list of some refreshers? Of course. Unkindness? Okay. Yes, you can do it. Just kind of think about these folks, you know, during the day or the evening or whatever, and make it a point. Smile at someone during the day. Someone, your mailman, whomever. Smile at someone. Sit on your front porch and drink your iced tea and smile at someone that goes by. Smile at someone every day. Maybe pick up the paper in your neighbor's yard, like trash or something. Just pick it up and then go throw it away. Write a thank you note. We talked about that. Encouragement. Thank you. Thinking about you. Not an email or a text, but write a note that goes through the mail. Open the door for an elderly person. Just be kind to elderly people. So many of them are lonely. They've lost their loved ones. They've lost their spouse or maybe their children live far away or maybe they don't have children. I try to touch uh, an older person until they say, don't do it. And I've never been turned away because sometimes they need that touch. Just that little touch on the arm. Are you okay today? Can I do anything for you today? You look so pretty. Compliment them. Compliment them on their dress. Compliment them on their hair. Um, Just say something sweet to them. They will cherish that. They may not get that. You know, we don't do enough for our elderly people. Give a drink of water to a thirsty dog or an animal. You know, thank your police officers. I saw some today at lunch and I just said, thank you so much. I want you to know I am praying for y'all. I know you're going through a hard time. And they just kind of said, okay, thank you and walk out the door. But I felt good. I want them to know I appreciate them and what they're going through. This is another way of being kind. If you're in a conversation and maybe you're feeling provoked and you really want to jump in and tear somebody up about something, walk away. Just walk away. Just be kind and walk away. Be a good listener. If someone's telling you something, just sit there, look them in the eye and listen. They may just want someone to just pour some stuff out and all you have to do is sit there and listen. And that's all they need. We talked about this. If someone crosses your mind during the day, maybe you hadn't heard from them or thought of them in months, but if they cross your mind, 
that's a little God wink going, you need to contact them. Just say hello. Just say, I'm praying for you. I really miss you. Something like that. Volunteer somewhere. You have a good talent. You know, maybe you make great. I don't know, whatever you make great at pies, whatever. Make a pie and send it to somebody, but volunteer to do something for someone. Always make people feel welcome in your home. You don't have to come and say, oh, my house is a mess. My gracious, come in. <laughs> Let me give you something to drink. Um, tell the truth. And give. When you give, you're giving kindness. So whatever you give out to people, that is an act of kindness. So it's a commandment from God. Be ye kind to one another. We're commanded to do that. You know, I don't think I've ever done a show on kindness. Well, it's 16 years. Hmm. Well, uh, we need it now for sure. Yeah. We really need it now. Mm-hmm. Well, my neocon friend here, Hero, I was contacted on Facebook by someone I honestly didn't remember and thanked for saving him from getting beat up when we were young. I don't mm-hmm. recall him, but I remember the guy I saved him from. Oh, awesome. There you go. There you go. He said he was far, far right. <laughs> Make America great again, people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that in the nicest democratic way possible. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. So, okay. So smile, pick up trash, write Thank you notes. Mm-hmm. Care about elderly people. Yes. Mm-hmm. As somebody who's been taking care of my elderly dad for five years, yep. I can tell you yep. that that's no. so important. Compliment, give a drink of water to animals. You know, that was one that, that I wouldn't have thought of. And you're right. Uh, police officers, of course, walk away. That's so, I'm. you know what? I know people don't believe it, but I have walked away from stuff. I walked mm-hmm. away from Facebook a little while ago because <laughs> I was like, no, I ain't going there. No, no, no. I am not saying anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, volunteering, making people feel welcome in your home. Now that's, that's a, that one to me is, is I don't have a problem with it, but my home isn't the cleanest house in the world and I'm okay with how I live, but I grew up with a mom who was very like, you lived in a museum. It's like she had glass tables. If you, and if I walked on the carpet after she, after she vacuumed it and left a footprint, you know, she would yell at me and my brother and I'd be like, well, am I supposed to walk on the wall? I mean, so there's, it's, it's not a rebellious thing for me, but I know what it's like to like live in a sterile environment. And so I do too. I do too. I know exactly what you're talking about. We couldn't sit on the beds. We had to play outside every day. Yeah. Uh, and mother had white carpet, white bed spread, white what? everything. Why? I don't know. She loved white. What people? So it was very hard to keep, um, keep clean and you couldn't sit on the bed. And so I'm like you, Stacey, you come in, you sit anywhere you want to. You can eat in my living room. You can you can jump on my bed if you want to. <laughs> Almost. Well, I, I won't go that far, but I will you know, say you can stay downstairs. I feel comfortable in my house. Feel comfortable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's funny because I remember when I was uh, about 20, 1920, or maybe not even that old, um, no, I was on my own. Well, yeah, I was on my own. I left at 18. So when I, I was probably about 19 or 20, um, I drove over to a friend's house at four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, that it was a youth coach of mine, actually, who was kind of a mentor to me when I first got saved. And she was there. She opened her house. But the, her house was never clean. She had a lot of animals. She had four kids. Um, you know, but you know what? Her couch was there for me that day. So, you know, that's, and to me, that's all that mattered was. All oh, matters. Yep. You, know, you better believe it. So I know our show's almost over. It's hard to believe a whole hour went by like that, didn't it? Yeah. It did. Yep. I know. Um, but there was a question. Actually, somebody asked a question. Let's see here. Uh, I'm going to get to your question, TR Fun Guy, just a second. There was another question. Oh, Tommy. Tommy Norman, who is one of our uh, pastor, Tommy Norman. She's a great periscoper. She asked, who were your favorite QBC hosts to work with? So oh. That's one question. And then I'll get TR Fun Guy's question. Okay. Uh, probably my favorite, and he's still on the air, is David Venable. Because he was from he was from the Carolinas, so we could always talk about fried green tomatoes, barbecue. We both love the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> he was just genuine, absolutely, totally genuine. Um, I did a lot with Jane Rudolph Tracy. She was she was great and fun. Um, of course, Mary Beth Rowe was absolutely the same on air as off air. So I had several that were just sweet, sweet, sweet people but david probably be my favorite okay i have no idea who these people are <laughs> okay <laughs> it's okay uh and it's really sad i live in nashville i'm sure i i've met famous people i don't even know who they are you have but i'm sure you have i have i'm yeah. like i who are you i have no idea who you are okay anyway <laughs> uh tr fine guy said recommendations on how to be kind to your neighbor so did you just come in? I think we gave a list, but do you mean something different than that specifically? Um, a lot of times it's those, you, a neighbor is someone really special because you're bordering properties you. and you're going to see each other more often than you're going to see most people in your neighborhood. So every time you see them outside, at least say, hello, how are you doing? Compliment them on something. Hey, you know, you want to ever come over one time? We're going to sit on the porch and have, you know, a glass of iced tea. Or you can go over and say, if you're a woman, I just made these cookies. I'd like to share them with you. Um, it's got to be random. Everybody expects something during the holidays, but it's a random Tuesday afternoon. Say, hey, I made these great lemon squares today. I wanted to bring you some. It's just keeping that little communication thing open. And when you give, it comes back to you a hundred million times. And that's not the reason you do it. But that's the great thing about when you're kind to someone, it gives you such a feeling that you couldn't get anywhere else. And it's a blessing to you. It fills your, it fills your heart up. It fills your soul up. It makes you just bubble over. It, it makes you feel good. I, will, I love that. I will tell you that when Randall and I moved here to the South, from Southern California, mm -hmm. that we were pleasantly surprised by the hospitality of people here. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know every neighbor on our street, mm -hmm. at least by name, well, or at least by visibility. I mean, there's new people that have come on, but but generally we get a new neighbor, we give them cookies or whatever. Uh, that, in California, that would never happen. We, we actually, this is kind of funny. We, we, <laughs> we had an earthquake in California once, and then sure. all these... Yeah, I know. All these things are going on. 
And and Randall and I, we lived in apartments. That's how long ago it was before we even owned a house. And we were like, hey, we want to get to know our neighbors. So uh, I made a flyer that said something like, why wait till the next earthquake, you know, to get to know your neighbor. <laughs> and we, we went around, you know, and flyered all the houses, you know, in hopes to get to know yeah. our neighbor. And you know what happened? You'll love this. What happened was the only neighbors that contacted us were our next door neighbor. They lived across the way. They were both developmentally disabled adults that were just barely old enough to live on their own. They're actually, they were actually married. Actually, it was kind of interesting. Um, they were the only ones that accepted our invite and they became our friends. And, and one time the, the man, was it, was it him that his, he, he set his shoe on fire and he's, do you remember what I'm talking about, Randall? <laughs> yeah, but we're out of time. I know. Anyway, <laughs> but anyway, they were the sweetest people. All right. And just one other thing. TR fun guy said, actually, uh, he meant neighbor as in the parable Jesus told of those of vastly different religions. So of how to be kind. Another to show. Yeah. It's another show. <laughs> <laughs> but you know just saying all right it's so. still the basic it's still the basic kindness it doesn't matter the other religion it doesn't re- none of that matters it's still the basic kindness coming from the heart there you go all right do you have any final words i just want to thank you this has been fun it's been a great lesson for me yeah thank you everybody that that watched thank you thank you people stacy and randall well, I'm I'm so happy you came on. All right. Now, so tomorrow, everybody, tomorrow night, I have my friend uh, Lynette, Lynette McKinley coming on the show. She is a trim, healthy mama coach. Yeah, she is. And she's also a John Maxwell certified coach. And she's also my friend in Legal Shield that uh, lives in, a, in Texas. So come on tomorrow night if you want to learn about some health. Uh, how do, if you want to learn about the trim, healthy mama way to eat. Uh, and learn from Lynette. You're going to love her. She's actually, she's one of my favorite people in the whole world, just so you know. So tune in tomorrow night, same time, 7 p.m. Central Time. And as I always say, at the end of every show, be bold, people. Stand up and go with God because he loves you. And um, so do I. I'll talk to you soon.